Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Okay, so I believe there are actual steps when going through a breakup, and Running through these steps is not a one-time thing. It's like going to the gym. It's something you thread into your daily life or you will not see results. Don't worry. It's not for the rest of your life. It's for one chapter of your life. But here's the thing. It's going to affect the rest of your life. And I think this is something that we don't realize or many don't realize or consider. The work that you put in now will reposition, realign, and set you up for secondary change. That is change that isn't reversible. And this is the crucial knowing, right? This is what's important, knowing that right after a breakup, as you're going through these stages, instead of just, you know, um, sitting in your pain, and there is a moment, there's a grace period where it's okay to sit on the couch and eat Cheetos and cry and, and all of that, right? You, you just can't live there. So um, knowing when to be active, uh, proactive, and start to um, you know rebuild yourself and your life. So I'm going to take you through the five stages. Um, but my point is that this point in your life is really important, although it's one chapter of your life, it can set you up for the rest of your life, right? It could lay the tracks for you to um, grow and evolve and heal. And unlike physical change, uh, internal change, that cannot be reversed, right? Yes, you can snap back at times, but there's a cumulative evolution when working on yourself. Um, But only if working on yourself is more of a lifestyle. It's not something you just do over the weekend, there's a tipping point that you reach, and this is the, when change cements, and the goal is to swim there. All right, so what are the five stages? What am I talking about? This is from uh, two things. One, my own life and all the uh, breakups that I've gone through and also helping people, um, all my clients, and taking the stuff that I feel ha- has really worked and helped them. Step one, you have to reframe your breakup. Um, I call it an expiration. And I know many people have a problem with this, you know, like to compare your breakup to (laughs) milk can be minimizing. Uh, When I was on the armchair expert with uh, Dak Shepard, this was one of the things that um, he wanted to challenge me on. We never got to it because he brought it up. He didn't agree. And then somehow he started talking about uh, me having sex with a plum when I was 12. And then, and then, <laughs> and then we never revisited the topic. Um, but I, you know, and I, I have a feeling that he, he may have felt the same way as far as when you call your breakup an expiration. You know, there's definitely a, a minimizing there. And yes, I get that. But this is a mindset. This isn't um, evaluating or labeling your previous relationships. I actually think your previous relationships um, are valuable and tied to your story and should be uh, respected. You know, even the ones that were 
challenging and toxic and and i know many of them were um but sometimes those are the greatest catalysts right so i don't want to minimize your relationship um but if you reframe it as an expiration it creates a space for acceptance Uh, at least for me if i know that something wasn't meant to go a day further or um end any sooner there there's a, a letting go you know there's a um giving it to the universe right there's an acceptance so step one is the reframe your relationship has expired step two is cutting the cord and this is a really important step that many don't execute um it makes sense to them and in therapy rooms they agree with a therapist but then they don't actually go do it you have to cut the cord you have to set boundaries if not you're just going to peel scabs this means unfollowing. You can't say, oh, well, you know, um, I'm going to cut the cord. I'm going to set boundaries and follow them on social media. Because every time you see an image, you know, especially if you see that they're now dating or with someone else, it's all going to be activating. Many think they can handle it and they end up um, spiraling because of it. Even if you were the one that left a relationship, even if you don't want this anymore, it's still going to uh, stumble you, you know? And so why, why, why do that? And of course, also cutting the cord means, and this is obvious, um, no contact, you know, no coffee on Sundays, no check-ins. There, there is sometimes after a breakup, there's this residue of um, sometimes people have sex, you know, and I, and I think it's okay because usually uh, it's it's just because they're looking for comfort and what they're used to. And after the intimacy, there's a very cold shower and you realize why it ended. Um, so sometimes that's kind of needed. Uh, but I don't think like ongoing uh, breakup sex and people not communicating and like that's dangerous that's unhealthy right so maybe once and then you really have to draw some boundaries cut the cord there's a lot of people who believe um right after breakup they could be friends and look anything's possible but after breakup it's really hard to be friends even if the the breakup was uh the expired relationship i should say was uh mutual and if it's mutual great but unless you can go on a double date and be happy that your partner is with someone else and hope that they um do well unless you can genuinely say that you're in that space uh you're not ready to be friends with your ex right okay step number three this is uh knowing that you are grieving many don't realize that um they're they they they're grieving you know and what what they're grieving is the uh end of the the loss of the relationship not only the loss of the relationship but also what it could have been and this is a, a huge piece that we don't realize uh there's this secondary loss and it's uh you know you're investing in in something because you see something um you see a future you see I don't know, possibly kids, you see, you know, the, you know, the house or, or whatever your, your goals are. And so that is also um, something that you're losing. And so you're grieving that. 
So there are stages in uh, grieving, right? And so know that you're going through the process of grieving. That is number step number three. Step number four is to get a life. And um, by that I mean uh, focusing on your own life, doing things that you've always wanted to do um, that, that maybe you didn't have time for because you were in this relationship or maybe you weren't in that mindset or state because the relationship was draining. Building a full and meaningful life and hanging it on you, not on um, someone else. So not hitting pause on your life, uh, just actively going out and doing all the things that you've wanted to do. So getting a life. Sometimes uh, uh, an expired relationship can be what it takes to really um, give yourself a brand new canvas, you know, a brand new uh, um, soil, uh, a shaking of your life edge a sketch, as I say, so you could start over. And there's something empowering and there's something um, exciting about that. And so this is the time because you'll be in a relationship again, but this is the time when you don't have anyone to, to uh, um, hold accountable except yourself. You don't have anyone to um, check in on. I mean you're basically free to do whatever. And so take advantage of this time and build a meaningful life that's honest to you. Now here's the other thing. The more that you do that, when you find someone uh, who you want to invest in, you're not just bringing – uh, you to the table you're bringing you with a life you know a lot of times relationships get lopsided because people go into them um, with like half-baked lives and so going into a relationship with your own life that you're building um, is going to 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 be what brings more to the table and so when you have two people coming together with their own lives, building something, um, that creates a, a more solid foundation. All right, and then step number five is uh, a super important step, and this is examining the black box. This is uh, – and you got to do it when you're ready. You, you don't just force yourself to do this because it could be very activating. Um, how did the plane go – why did the plane go down? Uh, what is your responsibility you know, even if you were in something where uh, maybe your partner cheated or um, they were abusive, I get all that. Um, but every relationship is fifty-fifty, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take ownership. And if you don't take ownership, there, there isn't going to be much growth. So even if things weren't your fault per se, owning what is yours to own instead of blaming. That is that is everything. So in this step, examining the black box means to go through and start owning what is yours. What are some of your unhealthy patterns? What are some of the things that you did? And this isn't about blaming. This isn't about um, you know being really hard on yourself. This is about exploration and understanding. This is about understanding self. This is about uh, opening the hood and seeing uh, what went wrong and what's broken. This is a important piece because this is going to be what makes your future relationships better. You know, knowing 
what went wrong and why the plane went down is going to get you to uh, just to have better relationships in the future. This understanding is uh, crucial. And when I say that the, the soil is so rich after uh, an expired relationship, this is what I'm talking about. It's only rich if you go back and examine and study why things uh, happen and what was your part in that. Anyway, if you're going through a expired relationship, I hope you go through these stages. And you don't have to do them in order. And there's also no like time frame. These are kind of generally the broad strokes. Um, but I think that having these is a... Uh, it gives you an outline, gives you at least some kind of roadmap. So you're not just, you know, you don't just feel like you're just swimming aimlessly. Um, but there, there is direction and there is a coming out of the tunnel and there is lots of growth and evolution. Thank you for listening. Be well. Hey, if you have a passion for helping others and you want to create a more meaningful career or add to your current skill set, it's time to become a life coach with Lumia. When I became a life coach many years ago, there wasn't anything like this. So I developed this program alongside with Noel Cordeaux, Lumia Coach Training. And it's amazing. It's 100% live and online, meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, ICF accredited to with 20 diverse instructors in a thriving alumni community. Go to theangrytherapist.com and click on Become a Coach and explore Lumia Coach Training. I'll see you in class.